Hello, my name's Spencer, aka Free Thrall, and you're listening to Keep Off the Borderlands, a podcast about not playing RPGs. Episode 7 Carlin's, 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 and the possibility of play. So I had a few call-ins on a couple of different topics and some of them are Jackson's for the purposes of keeping on topic. I may have put a couple of those uh, Jackson's in a different order, so just bear that in mind. Hey, Free Thrall, it's Whisk, and I enjoyed your podcast. Uh, The pipe dream thing is absolutely brilliant. I mean, brilliant. And I enjoyed hearing about what you want to write and what you want to put together. And I get it. I do get like the, the tell your story to ourselves first. So we capture that. And sometimes that, that is most important. And then other times, like you say, maybe if it's talked about, then it will spur on, Oh yeah, that's right. I wanted to do that. Oh yeah. You know, and hopefully that's what it did for you. And you'll get back into it because it sounds pretty cool. All right. That's it for me. Whisk out. Thanks, Ivy, for your continued support. Always good to get a message from the Happy Whisk. Next up, a new voice. Hey, man, it's uh, my name is Joe Richter, and I just heard about you so many times from all these other awesome anchor podcasts that I finally got around to checking you out. And I just got to say, your the name of your show, you should absolutely be as pleased about it as you are, dude. It is absolutely genius. So I'm looking forward to diving into your show, and I will check you out later. Peace out. Hey, Joe. Thanks for getting in touch. I'm glad you're enjoying what you've heard so far. I have to admit, I haven't listened to uh, Wheels and Woe yet, um, but uh, I will check it out, and I'm looking forward to seeing what you're going to do with your Anchor channel. Um yeah, I figured that uh, if I couldn't get my game on, I'd at least get my podcast on and um, having a having a great time uh, playing around with the format. So uh, yeah, just uh, I'll keep the episodes coming. Look forward to see what you do next. Take care. Hey, what's up, man? It's Joe Richter. Thanks so much for re- reaching out to me. Uh, I super appreciate it and. Don't worry about checking out the Wheeler Woe show if you don't get around to it. But if you're interested, it's Wheel W E A L or Woe. We're not on um, we're not on Anchor, but we're pretty much everywhere else. One thing to keep in mind though is we are not for everyone. Uh, we are playing the new Pathfinder Second Edition. We drink while we play. There's a lot of swearing. There's a lot of lewd talk. Um, we're pretty irreverent, and we are certainly, you know. Make sure if you are going to listen to us, make sure you have headphones on. Um, but yeah, man, it's really cool. Keep up the great work. And I don't know if I'm actually going to do anything with Hindsightless or not. I'm still thinking about it. I just came up with a name, thought it was clever, so wanted to get that done. Peace out, man. Now, that was Joe from Wheel or Woe. And everything he says about that podcast is true, except that it most certainly is worth listening to. Shame it's Pathfinder, though. Only joking, Joe. Oh, what's this? Another message? Sorry for the back-to-back messages, but I also wanted to let you know that uh, 
based on you talking about it, I just picked up the Southern Reach, or the first book of the Southern Reach trilogy, and I also started reading uh, Roadside Picnic, and I am really enjoying it so far, so thanks so much for that. Uh, Have a wonderful day. Peace out. Hey, Joe, don't you worry. I love back-to-back messages. And, um, yeah, your your podcast sounds like it might be uh, my kind of uh, fun. Um, I do tend to keep my podcast pretty family-friendly, but that's just because the anchorites in general seem to be pretty family-friendly. Um, uh, yeah, what was I going to say? I completely forgotten what I was going to say. Um, oh, yeah, the, um, the Southern Reach trilogy. I know it's not for everyone, so quite a few people reading it gave up partway through the second book. It does sag a bit in the middle, and I have to confess, I listened to the audio book, and I'm not sure I would have made it through otherwise, but it was worth sticking with it. So uh, there, there's a there's a tip for you there, but if you give up on it, don't worry, I won't hold it against you. Take care, man. Hey, Spencer, it's Laren. What a great episode. I love your game idea. I have not seen any of the movies you talked about or read the books other than Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which just completely freaked me out, and I don't even remember if I watched to the end. I had never even heard of one-player games until I started listening to Anchor Podcasts, and I wonder if you could turn it into one of those, although I'm sure you know games with more than one person are more interesting on a lot of levels because more imaginations at the table could make things a lot more fun. Anyway, uh, I look forward to hearing whether or not you do anything with that and whether you do or not, it's a great idea. Have a good one. Hey Liren, thanks for your message. Um, I'm just wondering whether you, when you spoke about uh, playing on your own, uh, do you mean as, uh, you know, without a GM or one-on-one? Um, I'm wondering how the setting would lend itself to, uh, you know, with the sort of levels of ambiguity in it and how much information is disclosed to the player. Um, I, I think that might, you know, um, make things a little difficult uh, for solo play. But um, I was wondering if you're aware that there are what they call um, solo engines, which sort of emulate. A, G, a, a GM, and uh, meaning that you can play games intended for a group. Uh, you could play them solo. Um, yeah, anyway, speak soon. Hi, Spencer. Thank you for your message. You're right. I am saying solo game when I mean one-on-one game. I don't know why I mix those two up, because it, I can see how it's very different. I don't know about the engines that uh, are for just solo gaming. I assume you might be talking about the flight fantasy flight or something like that, that, uh, Ray Otis was talking about on Plundergrounds for a while there. And a couple other people have mentioned, uh, I am not familiar with those. I haven't ever played them, but I was really interested in this podcast this guy's doing where he plays one-on-one games with other people because, not having a game playing group, that kind of play is possible for my husband and I. So I've been curious about it and listening. 
Hi Liren, uh, may have confused you a little bit there. Um, the term solo can mean one-on-one -on -one as well as uh, playing on your own. Um, the uh, the fighting fantasy, which uh, Ray was talking about, uh, is like interactive fiction. Um, the solo engines are kind of like an oracle kind of, and they come in varying degrees of complexity, but essentially you could use like a deck of tarot cards or the I Ching or something like that. It's just a means of creating answers to questions and that kind of is like a stand-in for GM, so you could play your game alone, essentially, and kind of generate a random environment. Um, yes, um, yeah, but one-on-one, -on -one, yeah, that's that's possible. Shouldn't be too difficult to do that, and sounds, um, yeah, I might look at that. Oh, and that part of that podcast you were referring to, um, that would, would that happen to be a party of one? Which is pretty much um, sort of demonstrates that you could play one-on-one -on -one with almost any game if you, you know, um, might take a little bit of tweaking here and there. But I think it will probably be possible to play almost anything one-on-one. -on -one. Um I, I can't see why not really, apart from, well, your sort of standard D&D &D is kind of designed so that you have a party with characters of varying skills. But, um, yeah, if you got away from that class system, I don't see why you couldn't play practically anything one-on-one. -on -one. Anyway, hope you're well. Take care. The wonderful Liren there, she's been very complimentary about my podcast and I have to say that updates from the middle of nowhere continues to be a source of inspiration for me. And not only that, it's a bit like having an ear massage. Hey, this is Ray. I just wanted to call in and say how much I'm enjoying your podcast. There's always something to think about and always a good chuckle. I swear that I thought on the most recent unboxing that you were pulling our collective legs. I could hear all these twisting noises and unwrapping noises in the background, and you kept saying that you weren't going to tell us what it was till you got it open. And I thought the podcast was going to end with you saying, uh, oh, my gosh, look at it. It's beautiful. <laughs> kind of like opening the suitcase on Pulp Fiction and getting the, the, you know, the glow but never seeing what's inside. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised when Troika came out of that package. Uh, I love that book. It's a great book. It's a cool, evocative setting. I've got a few concerns about um, actually living up to that setting and play, but it's it's a super cool book. Uh, and I really enjoyed your Southern Reach trilogy episode as well. So have a good one. Hey, Ray. Great to get a message from you. I've got to say, you're probably the reason I'm here in the first place. Um, I'm glad you're enjoying what I'm doing. Uh, I really love what you do and can't wait for you to get back into the swing of things. Um, as for that, uh, another great joke idea that I'm not going to be able to use that I wish I'd thought of, but, um, I guess unwrapping Troika was, uh, better than any punchline. But, um, yeah, I see concerns. I'm wondering if it can, you know, live up to its promise. But uh, it sounds like you had a really good experience with it. But, um, yeah, let's see how it goes. 
Anyway, take care. What I should have done was posted up my five minute unboxing of a bleeding box cutter. Now that's comedy. Oh my cuz, I knew you were gonna say Troika based on what you were saying about what you were about to open. I actually downloaded that PDF free the one day on RPG, free RPG day. And my husband had it and had printed it out. And, you know, I mean, I'd seen him looking at it, but I'd never really looked through it on my own. And holy cow, that is unique and beautiful. It's not something that normally I'd be like, hey, I want some of that on my wall. But it is fascinating to me how artists can make the art really suit the subject matter, the mood, the tenor of a game. I love it. You know, the blood and snow expansion for ICRPG is that way. The art is the perfect level of stark with a little bit of sharpness, you know? Anyway, I'm going to go finish your episode now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love the oops table. It's awesome. And also, did you see, I want to say it's the Gremlin exterminator or something. It's a guy who starts out with like six empty gremlin bottles or jars and one that has an angry gremlin in it. I was like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. Anyway, that game is strange and wonderful. Those are two things that often go together. Anyway, couldn't help but send you another message. Now, I was intending to uh, post up a couple of messages from Dave Aldrich of The Percentile, but... I've just listened to his episode and uh, he pretty much covers everything I was going to say. So uh, I urge you to head over to uh, Deep Percentile and catch his latest episode. If you'd like further details on the issue of a Troika cribbing from Dungeoneer and the possibility of audio play via the Anchor app. But I wonder if Dave's aware of the audio dungeon. I might give him a call about that. Now that brings me to my next topic of the possibility of play. You know what? I might actually be in danger of getting my game on. Hey Spencer, it's Che. I was just thinking about your not being able to get a game. And I don't know, have you thought about sort of play-by-message? Um, Rollgate.com is the site that I quite like for that. And I've done a little bit of it with my mate, uh, Derek, who also finds it hard to sort of game, commit to a game. And I'm thinking about putting a game together, so I don't know whether you wanted to join me and Derek and try a little bit of Rollgate, a little bit of play-by-message. Just a thought, you know, no pressure. Hey, Che, your timing is impeccable, sir. Um, I have been using Rollgate um, for... Uh... Uh, several weeks now and but um the game i was in in the just over the past few days appears to have ground to a halt i'm hoping things pick up again but uh there hasn't been any kind of movement for a while there uh i would love to uh join um in whatever you were doing that would be fantastic um I'm still something of a novice. Uh, we've been using the the game I was involved in was using the uh, recess um, rules, but there hasn't been a lot of rolling involved. So I'm still very much a novice as far as that 
end of things is concerned but i'm sure i'll pick that up soon enough but uh yeah that would be great thanks for the offer and just uh let me know when you uh, start shay webster there reaching out to me offering a play by post game which uh i think is going to work very well and i'm extremely excited about exploring my covnia in fact i'll let somebody else explain hello my name's manus careful how you say that manus velua my friends call me manny or at least he did until i killed him <laughs> only joking i don't got any friends i don't know what's wrong with people Pinky bunch of sods. I'm a Brux, which is basically, you know, rat folk. But I ain't like those bloody country mice. I'm what you call urbane. I'm a rogue for my sins, and there's plenty of them. But, uh, tell you the truth, I'm seeking adventure. I want to see what this... Plantia has got to offer an humble rogue like me. Anyway, gotta go. I've got a poker game lined up. You wanna keep your eye on that lot? They're all up to something. That's why I got my own special extra deck. Be catching you later. No doubt you'll be hearing about my exploits at some point in the future. Ta-da! Thank you, Manny. Yes, using the Castles and Crusades rules. And I have to say, I'm very impressed by that rule set. In fact, it's kind of, it's the game I thought modern D&D was. When I say modern D&D, I'm referring to kind of third edition onwards. Because I'm in my late 40s. Give me a break just makes so much sense all the unnecessary gubbins has been scraped off of it and it's just a nice clean looking rule set oh a little addendum colin spike pit just grabbing my moment not like that but you've had some really kind words uh, to say about my podcast i have to say thank you for that i've got to say yeah, I've uh, been a fan of Python uh, ever since I can remember. Although, you know, it's not often said, but I think the uh, actual the TV series is a bit on the patchy side. But they're always, you know, trying out new things, pushing the boundaries. And I always appreciated that. Uh, but I'm a big comedy fan all round. I like stuff that pushes boundaries. A bit of surrealism, a bit of satire. Don't mind a bit of vulgarity. And I'm a, a great advocate of the healing power of laughter. Humour's always been a powerful ally. But cool, I could I could fill a podcast just listing off comedy that I love. But uh um yeah, what was what was I saying? I got I've gone off a bit of a tangent there. Um thinking back to what you were referring to, Colin. Um it was yes, it was a little riff on the Mr. Creosote sketch, which was uh, something that Froth of the Thought Eater podcast was talking about. 
and uh, you know I thought I'd give it a little bit of a twist and use it as another opportunity to give uh, poor old Ray Otis another little dig but um, as he finally seems to have located uh, some meat in my podcast I think it's time for me to move along with that one but thanks for your kind words you keep bigging up my podcast and I really appreciate that Colin thank you oh and I had another thought actually about the whole uh, you know I mentioned those Rupert annuals the stories were all always about him falling down a hole or going through a, some mysterious doorway or being carried off by a load of birds or something to some some weird land where uh, things had been turned on their head in mm-hmm. some way or another. And yeah, those illustrations, they are very reminiscent of... Uh, so I'm not sure of the artist that you mentioned. I'll have to look that up. But there's something kind of a bit... Uh, Tales of Earthsea about it. Kind of what it uh, sort of conjures up for me. Uh, but yes, I feel like I'm just uh, rambling now. That's what happens when you try and grab a moment. It all just comes tumbling out, doesn't it? And as for Dave pondering about um, Colin's potential extra limbs, I'd imagine he's probably uh, listening on headphones. But even so... Don't get distracted with those shears, otherwise you could, quite literally, cut yourself off. Well, that's quite enough from me, I think. I really do appreciate your messages. If you want to get in touch... You can ask me absolutely anything. Whether I'll answer it or not is another thing entirely. But um, if you're not aware, there's a link in the description which will allow you to leave me a message on Anchor. You can always contact me by email if you prefer. Spencer.freeforall at gmail.com Look forward to hearing from you.